Hello, welcome to UCLA Radio. You're listening to The Deep End Theory with Leslie Snipes and Belide. Today we are joined with Joshua Garcia, better known as Modus. Uh, Josh just had a release on understated recordings, and then this, I believe it's Saturday, June 2nd, he'll be playing at the Understated Recording Showcase. Josh, how's your Sunday going, and welcome to the show. Hey guys, what's up? Uh, Sunday's going very well. Thanks for having me. Um, so, first things first, you just have a release out on Understated. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the release? What do you want people to know? Uh... I guess uh, I started, I became familiar with the understated crew, going to their parties, I actually knew Micah from UCLA, we both went to UCLA, and I uh, had a couple tracks, and I sent them them, and I guess they dug them, and then uh, we did the release, and now we're having a label showcase Saturday in downtown LA, so uh, the tracks were really good, they worked well in the club, most of my music I make for the dance floor, it's very beat driven, uh, with bass lines and drums so and i feel like it works well yeah and so um actually just to go back a little in terms of your whole career i mean you're you look you seem relatively younger than most of our other artists that we interview and i've also seen that you've been around the scene for a while too so uh why don't you just give us a little rundown of your your history of how how it all started yeah so i've always been uh, really into music uh, my first instrument was drums. I played in a lot of punk bands growing up. And then I went to my first rave, Coachella. And then I studied abroad what year in was that? Barcelona. This was 2007. So I was probably like 19 or 20 years old. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, my junior year, I studied abroad in Barcelona. That's where I really fell in love with techno and tech house. Was like, it big over there? It was huge. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's like more popular than EDM I feel like that's like the main yeah. thing there wasn't even EDM like that term back then yeah, yeah. and uh, I came back here and then I got turntables or CDJs and I started throwing parties did you I, go straight into CDJs? yeah I did nice yeah okay. I uh, got a guitar center credit card and just <laughs> picked up some CDJ hundreds it was a, to me it was an investment and well worth it and uh, yeah ever since I've been involved in the scene I've seen it grow and uh yeah, I'm happy to be a part of it. Do you feel like the scene is sort of, the landscape of the scene sort of shifted over into your favor? It, yeah, actually it definitely has, uh, especially right now, techno is really big all over the world. And uh, in LA, there's a lot of good crews throwing parties, there's a lot of events. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess you could say it has worked out a bit in my favor, which is nice. And um, it just uh, I've always been drawn to that style and yeah, it's working out. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And so in 2013, you won the Insomniac Discovery Project. Yeah. Um, congratulations, first of all. Thank you. But how? what made you want to apply for that? What was the process like to actually win that? So I, I always see that there's a contest out, and this was before I really had any big shows. So when I saw the rules, it was they were you send a, 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 your own production and you do a mix. And what I liked, it wasn't based on popularity. It wasn't like how many people like your mix. It's they listen to it. And so I felt like I would have a good chance. And I did it, and it worked out, you know. It was a pretty crazy moment when I saw that I won it. And they were going to fly me out to New York to play EDC New York. Uh, it was pretty sweet. I mean, like almost like life-changing just because it really got my foot in the door. Yeah, was that your first big uh, performance? or? Uh, 
Prob probably. I mean, it was my first festival. It was bigger. Like, it was definitely one of the bigger ones. Wow. Uh, well, actually, my first probably big one was I played at Vanguard, opened up for this uh, DJ Alex Godino. And, uh, yeah, that was probably the biggest. And then I played a club in Barcelona, which that's actually a funny story. That's the first club I ever played. Uh, I, a promoter flew me out there to DJ. Like, not a lot of people know this, but probably on my second song, he's like, oh, we want hip hop. I'm like, really? You like brought me out here. Like you knew I play house music. <laughs> yeah. And so like the promoter's in my ear the whole time, like change the music. And like, I didn't really have enough time to get a new track. The track was going to end. I found a lay layback loop track and kind of does that boom, 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 boom. Yeah. So it's kind of something like that. Long story short, I train wrecked really bad. And then the club uh, manager, uh, the, the GM kicked me off the deck. <laughs> I was like heartbroken. I was so like, I don't know, just your first time playing a club and to mess up like that's pretty nerve wracking. But next week I got a second chance. The promoter let me play house and I crushed it. Like, nice. It was Redemption. Yeah, I'm glad I got over that. That would have been a. Yeah, that would have been to... hanging over you. For yeah, a while. exactly. And that's probably a good experience to have. Yeah. Like, even early on, just like get that out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard like you're not a DJ if you've never cleared a dance floor. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's, uh, that's true. It, it happens. <laughs> And then it seems like you've maintained a pretty positive relationship with Insomniac as well over the years. Yeah. Did the Discovery Project like establish contacts and because you played at like Beyond Wonderland as well, right? Yes. Uh, uh, I think it was Nocturnal. Oh, Nocturnal. Yeah, I opened, right. I opened the main stage with them, um, which was incredible too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would uh, with the Discovery Project, uh, I'll still send them tracks and they'll still put stuff out. And so I kept that relationship going. And uh, I'm still friends with uh, a lot of them, so uh, I guess a lot of it is just uh, building friendships over the years, and it really helps out. How is the Discovery Project? I'm st I'm still trying to like visualize it in my head. Do you just you get a can contact from Insomniac, and then they kind of just like guide you through these? Like, are they basically your PR into mm. Insomniac? No. Uh, well, at first it was just a contest, and so I won that. But then I met the person, I think it was, it was Charles Mayer at the time who was running it. And uh, I met him there and we just like stayed friends. I don't think he even, he doesn't work with Insomniac anymore. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like you email them and actually like when they want me to play a show, a lot of times I'll just get an email, hey, do you want to play this? I'm like, hell yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, but they're not really too involved like with managing like or anything like that. So just like a connection to have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, without a doubt. And so how'd you come up with your name? Modus, is there a so, meaning behind it? There actually is. Uh, it's a uh, modus operandi. Like, that's the saying, your MO. Like, uh, what's your MO? Your like, oh. mode of operation. It's Latin. Right. So uh, it took me forever to, like, figure out a name. That's always something that's really hard. And Tell me about it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and then uh, one of my good friends, uh, I hadn't seen her in a couple of years, and we used to be roommates, and she was like, you'd be happy to know that me and Adam, her boyfriend, uh, still live in your MO. I'm like, what's that? I had never heard of it. Like, your motor, like your modus operandi, your mode of operation. Like, we still live the style, like, because this house was pretty fun. We had the deck set up. We are always throwing parties, like, always having after parties after the clubs. So she was like, we still live in your MO. And I was like, modus? At first, I wanted to be modus operandi, but it was kind of too long. People were like, oh, we'll forget yeah. it, but modus, and it's stuck. I like it. Yeah, and so you also have operandi radio. 
yes. your show? Yes. Yeah, so I have Operandi Radio. I try to do at least a mix every month or every uh, two weeks. Uh, I'll be putting up a live recording from my set at Union last, uh, what was that, on Friday, a couple days ago. And uh, my game plan is to also start Operandi Records. I want to start my own label pretty soon. Uh, I have a lot of friends and a lot of talent in L.A. right now. I feel like it's a good time to get exposure, like a lot of my friends and other artists that are making good music. So that's kind of on the forefront. And then also throw parties under that brand. So nice. yeah, a lot of stuff coming up. And then you also, you just made a remix with Micah Smith, another yeah. one of the <clears throat> understated members. Mm -hmm. uh, the version three track from Eric Sharp. Yes. Uh, he, we actually just interviewed him as well. Oh, nice. Um, but how was working with Micah? What was the creative process? It was good. Uh, I mean, he came over to my studio and we just started kind of jamming around. And then uh, I mentioned, I was like, maybe let's like just remix something. Cause then we have like something to start with. And he's like, oh, Eric Sharp, we could like do that. Cause uh, they were gonna release that. So we got the stems and it just flowed really well. Like really well. Like uh, did the drums and added the synth parts. It came together really easily, which was nice. Cause uh, I usually don't collab with too many people just cause uh, the projects really never finished, but this one, it just worked. And then also with Clatch from San Diego, I've uh, collabed with him on a couple tracks. So do you think there'll be more in the works between you and Micah? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then also collabing with more people, I've been getting better at uh, working with other people. It's really helpful too, like when, when uh, say you kind of have a music block or like writer's block, it's not working out. If you, you collab with someone, it could kind of inspire, get things going, which is really nice. So, I mean, would you say you're more of an introverted art artist or you're just oh. trying to branch out now? Uh, I'm definitely an introverted. Like, I like just being in my studio and yeah. my space and, like, just really, like, shut out all the connections from the outside world, turn the phone off. Yeah, that's definitely me. It's weird. Sometimes I like like producing on, like, Friday and Saturday nights. I know everyone else is out and I'm just, like, focused in the zone. That's good. Yeah. So do you have a specific style of like production or how did you learn or teach yourself? Uh, yeah, definitely self-taught. Uh, there was this website called Audio Tutes. It was like a lot of tutorials. I just watched tutorial after tutorial. And uh, I used Logic and just learned that. And yeah, just hours and hours and hours of practice. It took me like three years to make a song that I actually liked and was like comfortable putting out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what what would you tell your yourself three years ago? Like, what would be your one biggest piece of advice for production? Uh, to not overthink it and uh, almost like just be more confident in it. I feel like a lot of artists, you kind of hear your own worst enemy. Like on it, like the one of the tracks of My Love on my last EP, I made that like four years ago and just like never put it out. I have so much music that I just sit on. So my goal is to like just start putting it out more. Yeah. Get feedback and yeah. And so you were originally a drummer and yeah. guitarist. Yeah. So when did you actually get started musically? How old were you? Um, I was probably nine or ten, and I started to, I took like one year of drum lessons, I got a drum set, and then I was in like junior high band, and once I was in junior high, that's when like I started just jamming. But music's always been a part of like me and my family, my dad was always playing like Led Zeppelin and Bob Marley, oh, Credence, nice. like, and uh, 
even like mariachi music, which when I was younger I didn't like, but <laughs> now I appreciate <laughs> it. Grew on you. Yeah. <laughs> Are you able to leverage those experiences for electronic music? I think, oh yeah, definitely. Well, especially playing the drums, I think helps DJ DJing because like just your natural rhythm and beat, like you, you get, you feel the groove, and it helps like when I make music too. It's just like I feel like I could get the drums and groove really well. And uh, now I'm focusing a lot more. Uh, I have a couple synths that I like to use, like the OB6 and uh, the Korg Minilog have a little fatty. And I like writing on those too because uh, it's just very in intuitive. Like they sound really good and fat. You don't have to do a lot of tweaking on the computer with it. And uh, yeah, it's just very intuitive. And those are all hardware. Yeah, they're synths. all hardware. Yeah. yeah, analog. Yeah, so folks listening, uh, if you go on Modus's, uh YouTube channel you could check out where I saw a video of you uh, bucket drumming oh. her, and that was fucking nuts oh. when I saw that oh that's so funny that was a uh, I also do like acting on the side I do like a lot of commercials and stuff so that was actually for an audition really? they wanted <laughs> they wanted bucket bucket drummers <laughs> for uh, I think it was a Skechers commercial yeah Renaissance man <laughs> nice so what what acting have you done like um let's see I did I did a uh, Bud Light commercial, Acura, McDonald's, and Tostitos. Those are like, were big, uh, I was like, <laughs> like union principal work. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really tight and like it helps fund my music, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. Like that's, which is incredible and just being in LA, like why not? It was yeah. kind of a roundabout way. I was teaching music at the time at, a, it's called the Garnish School of Production, it's on Melrose. And one of my students, her sister, worked on the James Corden show, which is the Late Late Show. He does nice. uh, the car karaoke. He's pretty, pretty. Uh, he's gotten pretty popular. And they had me DJ on his show, and so I got into SAG after because of that. Oh, yeah, nice. that was sweet. Yeah. Do you see similarities between the music industry and the acting? Okay. Yeah, industry? yeah, def like there the definitely is. Definitely huh. a lot of sim similarities. I mean, a lot of it's just relationships. I guess that's for everything, but yeah. especially in the entertainment and music, like who you know really helps. Yeah, so there definitely is some. So do you party in the hills a lot? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you got yeah. <laughs> Not as much anymore, man. I, I've definitely cut back on the partying. I did that a lot more uh, when I was uh, in my 20s, but I'm trying to be a little more focused now. And don't get me wrong, I still go out. Like this has been a crazy weekend. Uh, I had a show on Friday. Then we had an after party at our house, and then I had a show Saturday during the day in West Hollywood at Estrella. And the show on Friday was at Union. And then I uh, went to Mode Selector last night at 1720, which was incredible. You guys should check out Mode Selector if you don't know them. They're awesome. Yeah. And then saw Object at a warehouse party after Mode Selector. So Jeez. it was a busy weekend. Yeah, that's yeah. stacked. Yeah. Then I uh, had a family barbecue today, so <laughs> all over the place. Now <laughs> the radio show. <laughs> <laughs> Fam wasn't like, oh man, you look like you had a long weekend. Or uh, they're like, you look tired. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, my set time was 2:30 a.m. to 4 a.m. But my family's really cool. They they definitely get it and they're supportive. Yeah, yeah. So I actually, so you have a show coming up, right, uh, on the second? Yeah, June second. Uh, and it's with Thomas Garcia. Mm -hmm. No relation. I don't okay. know if you're saying because I'm Joshua Garcia. Well, I actually know him too. Oh wow! Personally, so I know him through um, Josh uh, Miranda, uh, fan of Freak, um, and so I was just wondering how you guys connected. I actually, I don't think I've met him yet. Interesting. I, yeah, okay. I, I don't know him too well. Okay. 
that'll be that'll be a fun one then yeah yeah you should definitely introduce us but uh, i know like eric sharp annie keem uh, of course mike uh mike frazier like yeah yeah a lot of the, we have a lot of good artists on that lineup yeah yeah definitely yeah we've had most of them actually we've had all those people on the show at some point <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah we, we do a lot of promo for understated and i'm sure the listeners are familiar yeah but oh, honestly perfect. the parties are awesome yeah. the vibes are great it's the a great vibe you guys awesome. should all come out yeah yeah it's gonna we'll be cool i think i i think i play like three to four i think if you so not everyone listening may know what a warehouse party is and if you had to describe it in one or two sentences to convince someone to come what's yeah. different about it versus like just a normal night at a club or something uh, i guess uh it's definitely not pretentious at all everyone's you're just you're in a warehouse a dark room listening to the same music vibing everyone's nice it's very laid back and uh the party goes late like you don't have to worry about it ending at two but yeah the vibe is just really good yeah and like the warehouse parties are really big in LA right now they are I think they always have been but it's a great scene all right and so in your in your bio it said that you have had experiences with uh Adam Bear yeah Adam Bear Claude Von Stroke Justin yeah, Martin Paul uh, Rich played with them at exchange uh, that was a few years back at exchange LA I think playing Paul Rich was playing too that was funny that I met uh, another DJ, Ked Cook, there. That was the first time we met, and he this was the week before Miami Music Week, our winter music conference. This had to have been like four or five years ago. Uh, sometimes the years start blending together, but uh, long story short, he convinced me to fly out to Miami. He was like, oh, I'm going to Miami uh, Thursday to Monday. And I look at plane tickets, and I saw one for pretty cheap, and I just went Tuesday to Tuesday I was like might as well go a few days earlier get my money's worth and man that was like one of the craziest most fun weeks ever and uh, I went by myself had no place to stay everything just worked out like I ran into my friends they took me in their Airbnb nice. uh, ended up at Diddy's house for his after party on Saturday night yeah like art Dude, department what? was playing Guy Gerber it was just one of those random things sounds wild like me just like floating around the city by myself <laughs> and you just always at the time I was uh, promoting with Framework and Sound Nightclub and they had a lot of events at the Red Bull Guest House so yeah yeah it was a, it sounds was, wild man. yeah it, it was it was a great experience seven days quick yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's always fun like whenever you come back from a uh, events like that any raves or festivals but uh, i always come back inspired and a lot of times i make my best tracks when i get back home that's awesome yeah something about you still like hear it or you're still connected with it yeah it just it flows yeah it's really cool all right so we're gonna do a rapid fire section to close out the interview and then josh is gonna uh, hit the decks for a live guest mix uh, down some bangers yeah, yeah. I'm excited for it Alright, uh, let me... You got the timer? Yeah, I got the timer. So, favorite track from childhood? Favorite track from childhood? Uh, Stairway to Heaven. Dream B2B? Uh, me and Ben Clock. Favorite effect when you're mixing? Uh, probably Dub, dub Echo and uh, Reverb. What song would you want played at your funeral? Ooh. Mmm... <laughs> I usually don't think about my funeral too much. So. Uh, Stairway to heaven. <laughs> Say the same one twice. 
<laughs> You're going out. What's your go-to spot in LA? Go-to spot in LA right now is probably Union. And time. And, okay, time. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, well, thank you for coming on the show. And we'll Thanks for having chat me, guys. after the mix. So I'm sit down. back and relax. Sweet. And enjoy this mix. Thanks, guys.
dancing. I wanna go dancing with you all night dancing. Let's go dancing. I wanna go dancing with you all night dancing. Let's go dancing.
fill a cab And after five empty cabs just passed me by One finally stopped He was this white, midwestern, working class kind of guy
Thank you.